another episode of words from the b-side with your girl coach nita i am your holistic wellness and mindset coach here helping the everyday woman balance self-care and life holistically i have not come to you guys in quite some time just because i have been just kind of in my flow and i think i say that a lot on social media for those of you who follow me is that i'm just really in my flow these days I think that things have changed for me the more that I have gotten into energy study and the more that I have gotten into different ways to tap into my own spirituality and get more connected to my source. And I think it allows me to just flow a little differently. And I really am appreciating the journey and I hope that you guys see that evolution happening on social media if you follow me, of course. Um, that you see some of that work being done internal that I can then bring forth to my audience and to my clients and to the people who have yet to become a real part of the community and be of any added value to people who also need. Because, you know, I love to kind of nurture that community where women can help each other. And, you know, I know there are some men who definitely listen to what I do and um, I appreciate you for being so present um, and here for what I'm saying. And I hope it does help you just the same as it helps any woman that enters into the BU community. So I actually want to skip right into, because there's a lot of things that are going on, right, that I could talk about. But I really want to kind of skip right into the meat and potatoes of what this episode is about. And the truth of the matter is, in my growth as an energy healer and becoming more in tune with crystals and different things like that, I am understanding and gaining an awareness around my true feelings, the things that I experience, and I have a heightened sense of awareness about whatever I allow myself to get involved in. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about seers and card readers. And the reason I thought that that was significant is because I wanted to kind of talk to you guys and maybe share some helpful things on what talking to card readers and seers has done for me and what I hope that if you decide to open your spirit up to something like that, that you will understand the significance of what it is that you're doing and protect yourself and be ready for what it is, whatever it is that you receive. I um, just literally started talking to I think the very first time let me tell y'all the very first time I decided to talk to a tarot card reader was a couple of years ago it had to be maybe 10 years ago it had maybe 12 maybe maybe it was maybe 10 years ago and it was psychic Wayne I don't know how many of you know him but he was always on the radio and I would hear him on the radio and I would be like man let me see what he's talking about but I have this faith that is deeply rooted in the church that faith always made me feel like I was betraying God 
by going to someone who would tell me something. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, in the church and those of you who are, are churchgoers, you know that there are prophet, prophetic words that come forth into your life from people that God deposits something in to come to you and tell you about yourself. And I've had a lot of that done. But this to me was a little different and I was starting to feel the effects of what I had committed myself to when I finally picked up that phone. As a matter of fact, I got on the internet and I booked my appointment with him. And I mean, let me tell y'all, I had the most anxiety I've ever had in my life in that moment. And I think maybe my appointment was a couple of days away. So I waited and waited and I cried. I mean, I was literally in tears like, Lord, please forgive me because I just felt so deeply that he would be disappointed that I was going to someone outside of him to get some answers. And I think as human beings, right, that's what we want. We want some answers because we are here on this earth. For those of us who don't mature and nurture our relationships with God, we don't hear things. We don't sometimes feel things and we can't see the immediate results of a prayer. So we are like, okay, Lord, well, what are you doing? We aren't mature enough in our faith in that moment to just accept things for what they are, right? We are we are always seeking. I'm a seeker, so I say that. I use that term, seeking. So the day came and I finally talked to him and I didn't feel so bad afterwards, but I still had this conviction in my spirit that maybe it was something I shouldn't have done. So he told me some things. I took them with a grain of salt and I moved on. It's so weird. And I won't say weird because I'm in a different space now. So I will say that when I look back on that conversation with him, he gave me he gave me the truth and I wasn't prepared for the truth that he gave and that it was actually real. And I didn't really realize that it was real until long after that conversation happened. And I reflected on the words that he said. So I think maybe like a couple months later, I talked to him again. I didn't have as much anxiety this time. I didn't cry. I didn't feel like God was looking at me any type of way. But I also think I was sort of justifying it, right? Because it was something I wanted to do. So did it again. Same thing. So I have a really good girlfriend who is also into these tarot card readers and seers. And I went to one that she went to. And it just felt really off to me. I was like, well, what in the world is going on here? I don't know what this lady talking about. And I think I probably talked to her twice. And I didn't feel like I was getting too much from her either. So I kind of took her conversation with a grain of salt. So fast forward all of these years, I decided never to do it again, never to be a part of it again. And then uh, one day I was talking to my aunt and she had been talking to a card reader. But the crazy thing was, is that the card reader was almost like family. She was reading cards for my grandmother years ago. Like, I guess my brother's in his 40s now, and he remembers going with my grandmother to this lady. So I was like, okay, well, she said some things to my aunt that made me feel like, okay, well, let me see what she's talking about. Now, mind you, I don't have any of the anxiety I had before. I felt nothing. I was really open and prepared to talk to her talked to her and, you know, she told me some things and, you know, some of the things she told me were right. And I moved on some of the things that she said. And I was like, okay, cool. This is legit. Like this lady is legit. I felt like I was talking to my aunt. Didn't make me feel any type of way. So I talked to her again and the tide started to shift in each conversation that I was having with her. Um, because it was almost like I started to become dependent on calling her. I think I probably talked to her maybe four times in eight months. And I started to find myself 
in such turmoil about different things that were going on inside my head that I started to to want to speak to her more often. So the the very last conversation we had before recent, I was like, nope, never talking to her again. Because what she said to me almost made me feel like it changed my entire life. It changed the tra- entire trajectory of what I was doing in that moment in my life because I responded to what she said as if what she said, that was it. So I told my aunt, I said, you know what? I'm never speaking to her again. I'm never doing this again. Because the reality of the situation is this is not productive for me. It doesn't make me feel good. I I was starting to feel anxious again. And so I knew it wasn't a, a good space to be in for me because I knew energetically who I am as a person. I wasn't able to deal with it. So I had cut her off, didn't say anything to her. Now, mind you, she's an older lady. She's very close to my great aunts. And so she's kind of like family. You know, you talk to her and she isn't just reading your car. She's like talking to you about her life and what you got going on and checking on the kids and all kinds of stuff. But I had just meant I wasn't going to talk to her anymore. So I was online one day uh, and I came across this sermon. Or I guess it wasn't really a sermon, but she was kind of teaching a Bible study on um, seers and, you know, card readers and stuff like that. And it was Stephanie Ike. And I had kind of ran into her because she was having a conversation with Charlemagne one day. And I was like, wait, that's my guy. Let me go see what they're talking about. And so I kind of been intrigued by her ever since. Because, you know, she'll use biblical text to talk about a lot of the things that I have been navigating as I grow in my spiritual walk. Because my spiritual walk is kind of coming a little bit outside of the confines of Christianity. So I like to hear what Christian Bible-based preachers And teachers say about some of the things that I have been venturing out into because I grew up in the church and I really am Christian based. So I was listening to what she was saying about going to people and different things. And it made me feel like, okay, really, I can no longer do this because what you to me and I will say this. What I feel like you are saying to God when you go to someone outside of him is that you don't trust his path, his plan and his timing. And I know that a lot of people may not agree with that, especially those who have ventured outside of Christianity and started to do other things. Because the truth is, this is a gift that some people have. And I get that. I definitely understand that. And even though it's a gift that some people have, I think everything is about intent. Everything is about what you mean by what you do and what you're setting forth. And not only that, it is also about what you are opening yourself to when you participate in certain things. What got me nervous was when someone is speaking over your life and reading the things that are going on in your energy sphere, they are being spoken to and communicated with through the spirit. We are not certain what those spirits are. And all we can do is continue to be prayerful and mindful of the discernment that we need to have in order to make sure that whatever is speaking to them for us and tapping into our own energetic spirit, you know, sphere and spirit is legit and above board. You know, we have to make sure we're guarded and protected so that we're not opening ourselves up to just any old thing. Because the truth is, even though the lady who reads to me is a faith-based, Bible-toting, Jesus-fearing Christian. She is still taking payment to read people's fortunes 
and there probably is something that's not quite all the way 100% okay with that, right? So it's funny because I want to make sure that people understand. And you know, my best friend said it to me when I was talking to her the other day. You really have to be mindful of what you subject yourself to and what you're open to. Me being someone that's super sensitive to spirit and super intuitive and just super present energetically, it is really hard for me to open myself up to things because I feel so very deeply. So I could have a conversation with her and I will not eat for days because I'm impacted by the words that she said. And so I know that my ability to take on the the energy and whatever it is that she's using to tap into me, it's very difficult for me to take that on and digest it well. And it that to me says that I'm not doing a really good job of protecting my own spirit. And so sometimes you have to know what is for you, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and what you need to not do. And I think that I have gotten to a place where um, in my growth, you know, where I use crystals and I use um, sage and I burn candles and, you know, I do some of those ritualistic things that I understand that what my intent is when I go into it is pure. What I realized in those tarot card readings and the readings that she was giving me as well is that I was becoming dependent on her, like I told you guys earlier. That dependency takes the power away from the creator himself because now I am trusting in her to give me the guidance I feel that I need to maneuver the things that I am struggling to maneuver. So, you know, I'm not going to break out a bunch of Bible scriptures for you guys or anything like that. But what I do want to make clear is that you have to be aware of what you intend to do with what you do and that you don't become dependent upon it because that dependency turns it into something you are worshiping. That takes the power away from God himself. So I think that taking a step back from doing a lot of those things gave me more perspective and I don't want to be dependent on somebody else telling me I want to lean more into my faith. So not that I don't believe these things are possible because they are not that I don't believe that these things are a gift and that there are good people out here actually doing these things. It is the intent. It is your intent and it is the intention in which you move into that situation with to decide if that thing is for you and how to you protect yourself against it and that it doesn't become a crutch for you in your life. You never want anything outside of the supreme being to be a crutch for you. And so I think that's why um, I've actually talked to her again since I decided not to, but I think I went in kind of just wanting to chat. Because she is not just a card reader. She's, she shares her life experiences and different things. So it, it becomes a different situation for me when I'm talking to her. And it's funny because when I did it, I didn't feel any type of way because I felt more protected and more grounded and more centered in my spirit when I decided to do it. I think what I want you guys to walk away from this with and with clarity around is that whatever you decide to do when you open yourself up to new ways of doing things, when you expose your spirit to new things, when you're challenging your core beliefs, because, you know, my core beliefs at my core, I'm Christian, you know, for whatever that's worth. 
Um, because I, I talk to my aunt about Christianity all the time. And there are people who really walk outside the confines of Christianity. But I take the Bible and I let those interpretations be what they are for me. So even even if we take the strip the term Christianity away, I would say Western religion is what has influenced and impacted my life. But I always felt too like as African descendants, we come from a lineage of people who drew their strength and power from what God supplied us. This earth, you know, this this universe. You know, when I started doing Reiki, I don't know that I all the way understood energy, truly understood it, the way that it is starting to manifest understanding for me now. I went down that path of energy healing because as a mindset coach, I felt like there had to be other holistic ways to help my clients. There has to be another way to give them what they need to tap into, what they need to tap into in order to start showing up truly as the person that they are designed to be. How do I even get there? Sometimes we don't know the, our own strength. We don't know the tools that we have internally. We don't truly know who we are. And some of those holistic, ritualistic things that our ancestors did, though a lot of it rooted in some things that we may not want to get into, there are some things that we lost because we weren't able to pass those things down into the generations that now are here before us. So our all of our everything we had is lost. Now, should we have kept some of it? I'm not a scholar of African religion, though I am starting to get a little bit more into church history and just where we came from all together, because I really do want a deeper understanding of how can we use what God gave us and mix it with what we got when we came to America. Because I don't get me wrong. I don't take anything away from God. I don't believe that God is not real. I have felt him. I have seen him move in my life. I have felt the spirit. I'm very connected to God. So I know that there's authenticity in that. I just also know that as I continue to grow in my spirituality, there are other things that help me connect. You know, we talked about Sage. Uh, I call my best friend because she's so dope. Like she's a, also a coach. She helps women um, start their businesses. And she also is very uh, holistic as well, because in order to start a business, you really need to know yourself. So she does a lot of the same stuff, but she's helping you launch. And um, but a key part of her business is to be get that complete knowledge and understanding of yourself. But it was so funny because we were talking about Sage and another sermon by Stephanie Ike about whether or not we should keep our Sage. And I started to think about the church and I started to think about some of the ritualistic things we do in the church. And again, this is not to push people away from the church. I think what I want people to understand is that God is not a God in a box. We cannot box God in if God created all of the stuff that you see. He separated the heavens from the earth. He created all of this water and these trees and this sustenance for us to maintain and sustain. He's allowed people to be so brilliant that they can create things outside of nature 
from a medical perspective and a scientific perspective to keep us functioning and healthy that science, you know, that nature could not do like he provided all of this. There's gotta be, we can't box him in. We can't make him monolithic, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, if you look at how big the world is, God is bigger. All these languages, all these people, all this culture, all, there's no way that you can just confine him to one space. So why should we confine the way we serve him or the way we worship him to one space? You know, I used to have these conversations with my aunt about how I felt like she was so black and white. We would talk about things and she was so black and white Christian. And I think as she has started to see different things about Christianity, and she has started to evolve as a person. She is starting to have a broader perspective on how these things can be. You know, like I burn a white candle when I'm praying. Sometimes when I'm journaling, I turn off all the lights. I burn a light, you know, a white candle. I burn my sage. And, you know, my best friend made a good point. If you decide to indulge in holistic rituals and holistic medicine, I'm just going to quote air quote medicine. If you decide to participate in those things, know the origin, know the history and know how to do it. And that was a point that she made when I was talking to her on the phone. I, you know, my hairdresser is uh, West Indian. So, you know, they're very heavy into the arts. They're very heavy into, you know, uh, I hate to say witchcraft because I feel like people have demonized the word witchcraft, but that type of medicine, that type of practice, they're very, she's very into that stuff. And I remember talking to her about burning sage one day and she was like, oh, you got to open the windows. Now, mind you, I done bought all the sage from this holistic spot in Baltimore. I'm like, yes, honey, let me go get this whole thing popping at the house. And the funny thing is that I did not know that you need to open the windows because sage is supposed to chase spirits that are lingering around, that do not belong, and where are they going to go if your windows aren't open? Not even stuff I thought about. But people who understand the rooting of these rituals, they understand the dynamics and how things must be done. So don't just do things because they're faddish or because you see other people doing them. If you do them, do them with intent and knowledge. You know, don't just run around willy-nilly thinking that you're doing something you have no idea what it is that you're actually doing because even being a certified Reiki practitioner there are so many books there's still so much I'm learning you know there's still so much I want to tell my clients after a session if I feel drawn to their sacral chakra what does that mean what do you need to eat you know, what do you need to do? What does it mean? You want to be able to tell people the truth about something that you're practicing and all of it's a growth and learning opportunity. And this is not me telling my Christian based friends that they need to venture out and do new things. I don't I don't want you guys to believe that. I want you to just understand my journey. And what I would say to you, if you are embarking on a journey that's opening you up to new things when it comes to growing in your spirituality, just do it from a place of knowledge. Know yourself, understand yourself, listen to your spirit, listen to yourself when you are doing certain things, honor that space when you're there. You know, when I first started talking to the card reader, I just could not gather myself. I could not 
poor, I mean, the anxiety. I'm telling y'all the weight that I would lose because I would just be so anxious. I couldn't eat for days. You know, I didn't even have a taste for food. And so I understand the impact that doing something that is doesn't feel good to you or that you're nervous about or that you don't know enough about. I understand what that impact is. But when you really want to do something, come at it from a place of openness, a place of knowledge and be intentional. I never burn sage without praying first. I never do a session without calling God and the Holy Spirit into the session so that God is the one that's leading me in the energy healing. You know, of course, I am one who believes and I know the Bible can have some contrary beliefs, but I believe that spirits are here with us. I believe we're being guided. I believe we're being shown things. I believe writing is on the wall for a lot of different things because we have protective energies over us. And I feel like God uses those protective energies to do just that. God uses people. God uses things. God uses circumstances to give you everything that you need that ultimately points back to him. So at the end of the day, you just have to be discerning and willing and you have to be willing to be open to the knowledge that you need to have in order to be able to do these things don't do them ignorantly don't do them because somebody told you you were supposed to do them because i remember in the in the in the talk that stephanie i did she said throw away your sage but i said you know when we go into the church and they anoint us with oil before they pray for us it's a boost they pray over this oil and then they put it on us as if that is somehow the spirit itself being put onto our bodies and doing something additional to the prayer. The reality of the situation is whatever realistic, whatever real ritualistic, I'm sorry, whatever ritualistic you want to do um, is only that because let's face the truth. God is all you need in every situation. You don't need oil. You don't need candles. You don't need sage. You don't need any of those things if you just go to God completely humbled and open and free. That connection that you have with him is beyond any of those other things. So if you go to him and you burn sage first, and I've had moments where I burned sage and immediately felt God's presence. And I know, you know, I it's I know it's funny to people, but I immediately went into spirit and immediately started talking to God. I burn sage before I meditate. Sage has holistic healing properties also. So just be mindful of what it is that you want to do, why it is that you're doing it and being open and educated. And I I know that I've said that a couple of times, but I just want to make sure that that is out there because the truth of the matter is, there's so many people telling you what you should and should not do, where you should and should not go, what you should be involved in and what you shouldn't. And the truth is, all we know is that at the beginning and the end, there is God. There was and is God. And that is the bottom line. Whatever you do in between the beginning and the end is your choice. Just make sure that your intentions are pure. And that when you are going into something that is ritualistic for you, because as human beings, that's what we are taught. We are ritualistic beings. When you go into something, go pure in heart. 
because God is going to see your heart, whether you burn a sage or a candle or you got holy oil or whatever it is, you're dancing around, a, you know, an oak tree in the middle of the, you know, Sahari desert, whatever it is that you're doing, he is going to look past all of that and see your heart. What is in your heart? Why are you, are you really coming to him with full belief that he's going to work it out for you? So, you know, um, a quick thing about the reader, my best friend taught me, because even, you know, in the Reiki sessions, we learn how to protect our own energy and our own spirits from whatever we may encounter when we're healed, you know, when we're in the treatment session. Um, I feel like it's kind of the same thing when you go into a reading. If you decide to participate in readings, be mindful that you go in with your armor of God up and on be steadfast and unmovable because you are opening yourself to spirit when you allow someone to read you. So you got to be aware that no matter who they are, because I always say all the time, she's such a good person and she has such great energy and she talks about God all the time, but we do not know what's feeding her that's giving her insight into, or him, because there are male readers too, that is giving them insight into your life that you are opening your spirit to. For them to read and you be open to that. So just know that you have to be protected all the time. And if you aren't in a place where you can do that, then it's probably not something that you should do. And my best friend said that. She was like, you know, it's it's funny because you have to be able to protect your own self. You know, is it bad to go to a reader? I would say as a woman of faith growing up in a church, like your faith should just be in God. But in, in humanness, we do different things that we probably should stay away from because we're human and we just sometimes we just want something that we and we want it right then and we want to know right then and we want some answers and people have the gift to give it to you. So anyway, I don't want to hold you guys any longer. I really just want to share that little bit of my journey and give you some tips and tricks that I am using as I continue to grow in my spiritual walk and journey, because it is a journey and every day it changes. You know, one day I had so much anxiety, I couldn't even talk to her. And then the next day I was so strong, I could talk to her and it didn't impact me at all. You know, the transformation that I have been undergoing energetically since my second Reiki certification, I think is impacting me more than anything because I tapped into a different level of, of, of spirituality when I was when I went through that training, I definitely tapped into a different level of spirituality. So it's changed a lot of things for me. I just feel more sensitive and more in touch and just so much. So just be mindful of what your journey looks like for you. Don't compare it to anybody else's. Decide what you want to do for you. Be open to whatever it is that you're being led to and only move when you're being led. So I just, I really wanted to share that because I, I know that if it was an issue for me, it's an issue for people. You know, we're living in a time where we need to be growing in our faith and we need to be growing in our spirituality and we need to be getting closer and walking closer to God. Because we are in those times where if you aren't growing that part of yourself, you are cheating yourself because he's giving us so much time and opportunity to do that. The world being shut down was the time for stillness and connection and growth. So anyway, uh, 
I am so grateful that you guys joined me for this episode. I am starting up my podcast with my best friends again. We started back in, I think it was 2017. I had this vision of just kind of bringing the real conversations we used to have together to a broader platform because I felt like for one, it's really difficult to build friendships, like genuine, honest friendships that have sustained time, that y'all have grown together, that y'all been through some stuff, y'all have seen the good, bad, and ugly, and y'all are still rolling real hard. And I think it was something I really wanted the world to see that this is possible. And that even though we all come from similar, very Christian-rooted backgrounds, our life experiences have changed us all differently in different ways. And we bring so much value to each other that it just made sense for us to bring that value to everybody else. So Say Word will be coming back sometime in April. And I hope you guys will tune into that. I mean, words from the B-side probably will and can be more consistent. Y'all just bear with a sister okay because when I do come I want it to be something that is going to be valuable and useful to you not just because I want to have a podcast you know what I mean because I think I'm talking on social media so much these days that you guys get so much from me outside of those who get the most because they're getting the coaching piece of me um they're paying into those programs so yeah, definitely don't miss out on that. I'm super excited about it. Um, you'll probably see some, I don't, I think that, you know, the Be Uncovered brand doesn't bring you all of me because I try to stay as much on brand as I can, but you will get all of Coach Nita on Say Word. You will get all of her and no holds bars. I'm okay with being authentically myself at all times. So uh, y'all just get ready for that and uh, stay, you know, subscribe. If you are not subscribed to all things, be uncovered. Like right now, I'm just kind of mapping out a new coaching program and getting all of that stuff together so I can do an official launch of the new coaching program that I um, have created. God dropped this in my spirit. It's called Be Her. And I am super excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. As I await the opportunity to bring some of my live events back to the DMV area um, because I miss the contact with people. So that's going to definitely be slow rolling as we are still dealing with COVID and there are some people who don't want to be vaccinated, some people who do. So, you know, it's kind of rolling with the flow and just kind of seeing how that's going to go. And I will say this uh, before I let you guys go. When I first heard about this vaccine, I was kind of torn. I think it's because, you know, understanding what African-American people have endured in this country and still endured, it just gave me a little pause. And not just even what we have endured, but the fact that we live in a time where medicine can be so much faster than we're used to it being. So there is this vaccine that didn't take five, eight years, 10 years to create and hasn't been tested long enough for people to understand what's going on. But for those who understand science, you know, 
A COVID vaccine has been being worked for years behind the scenes. Maybe not for this particular strand of COVID, but overall developing a protein that can fight a vac- a, you know, a, a virus that is killing people, you know, that's introduced to the body, that's foreign, um, that is taking people out of here left and right. And I think we all had some pause about that because we have seen systematically that they needed so much more time to have accurate numbers about how this was going to impact and affect us. But we are not living in a time or a space in this particular moment in life that we have that type of bandwidth to allow something to just be five to 10 years and so we can gain a level of comfort. People are dying. And I started to think about my life and my children. And I just started to think about what I want that to look like and how I wanted to feel like I was protecting them. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I got the vaccine because I want to protect my children. I still go to work. I've been going to work almost this entire time. I think I was only off for like two months. And and the rest of the time I was working. People are getting COVID in my building left and right. People, you know... And my family have been deathly sick. I've had friends deathly sick. I've met people um, in this coaching space that have lost family and friends. My sorors lost family and friends. I think it's important too, though, that no matter what your reasons are, they're your reasons and don't let them be anybody else's reasons. Those were the reasons that I chose. And I was sitting at my uncle's funeral a few weeks ago and there, one of his great aunts was just adamant. She wasn't doing it. She don't care what nobody say. And I would tell you what, I let her talk and I said nothing because what I never want people to do is think that I'm trying to push my opinion onto them. We all have our reasons. You give people information and you let them do with it what they may. I think I probably did give her a little information, but she was very adamant and I was not going to argue with a woman who made a decision about her life that I had nothing to do with. So, you know, just be educated, be smart, make a conscious decision for not just yourself, but the people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. The COVID vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. It does not prevent you from spreading COVID. But it does give you a leg up in case you do come in contact with it. And for me, that was everything. So anyway, I love you guys to life. I want to send so much love and light and high vibe energy to all of you. Thank you for listening in. Share this with a friend. And I shall absolutely see you guys next month for another episode of words from the b-side later hey bu family don't forget to follow on all social media handles instagram twitter and facebook and also go to www.beuncovered.org to join the mailing list and stay on top of all bu activities